Good morning, church. Merry Christmas. This morning, as um, our household was getting ready, uh, Ruby Lou asked me, Mom, why do we give gifts at Christmas? And I said, well, why do you think we give gifts at Christmas? And she was like, because Jesus came to give his life for us? And I said, yeah, because he came to give. And so we give. And there's so much joy in giving. And my kids are learning that because, you know, when you're kids, it's Christmas. They're so excited about the presents. No one in my home is more excited on Christmas Eve than me because I got to give. I got to think about them. I got to, I know them. And this morning, we come to worship the King of Heaven who came in order to give to us, to know us. And, you know, um, different things speak to different hearts because he's created us all differently. Um, And there's nothing more important to me than to be known and loved as I am. Not the perfected version of me, not the perfect version of me, not the pleasant version of me only. And he knows us, church, and he wants us. He loves us just as we are, just as we are. We don't have to shine ourselves up for Jesus. So let's worship him this morning. Let's give him our whole heart because he wants it. He desires us, and he came to give himself for us. Amen. Stand with me. Church, I'm going to do a call to worship out of Matthew chapter 1 this morning. I was talking about the birth of Jesus. Just when I, as I read it, just begin to prepare your heart. Listen to these words that are penned in Scripture. It says this, Now the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows. After his mother Mary was betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Spirit. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not wanting to make her a public example, was minded to put her away secretly. But while he thought about these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take your Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is full of the Holy Spirit, and she will bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. So all this was done, that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet, saying, Behold, The virgin shall be with child and bear a son. And they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. So Lord, we just thank you, Lord, that you are with us. Jesus, we thank you for coming and being born. We give you praise and honor and glory to you, Jesus to Emmanuel, God with us. So Lord, we worship you today. We give you praise today. We give you honor today. And Lord, we thank you that you are truly with us. In your precious name we pray. Amen. Let's worship. Church, we worship Christ the King. And as sure as he came, he chose to come as a baby, the weakest, most powerless form. He chose to come in a humble, the most humble way. And as sure as he came the first time is as sure as he is coming again. And he is coming riding on a horse. He is coming and he will sit on a throne And all will adore him as Christ the risen King. But oh, the joy, oh, the joy for those of us who choose to worship him and adore him when he is quiet, when he comes and he knocks and he asks and he shows himself faithful. He is coming again, church. He is coming again. His first coming 
points to his second coming. And we are his. What an honor to serve him. What an honor to worship him and to celebrate his coming. This morning, we are going to partake of communion together. Um, and let communion this morning. I just really want to press into that impartation of grace and of peace and of joy. In that first song we sang, you know, um, and peace on earth and in all hearts. Church, do you know that his peace is ours? And we can't look outside of ourselves to have peace. It's coming from a mother with 10 people living in her home, eight of them being her children, some of them adult children. You can't look to the outside. A cup of tea helps to find peace, but it really is him and it's on the inside. So this morning as we partake of communion, we're remembering Jesus. We're remembering that he came for us to give his life for us, that he rose again in victory and that he's coming again. And it is all so that we can partake of him, partake of his victory, partake of his peace. So you're going to come down straight to the table and um, the cups are stacked together with the juice on top and the cracker underneath. And you'll just pick that up and circle back to your seats and then um, hold on to the, your elements because we're going to partake of communion together. And the center plate is gluten-free. So go ahead. You can move from your seats um, and pick up your elements. Guys, I just want to read a <clears throat> scripture out of Luke 24, and this is after Jesus went to the cross, died for our sins, paid the price, his blood shed, his body broken. This was after he was risen from the grave, and he went back to be with the disciples. So it's this side of the resurrection, which is where we're living, church. <clears throat> we're living on this side of the resurrection, his birth, his death, and his resurrection. And it said, as he came to pass, he sat at the table with them. He took bread, he blessed it, he broke it, and he gave it to them. And it says, then their eyes were opened and they knew him. Their eyes were open and they knew him. And my prayer for us this morning as we take communion that as we take it, that our eyes would be open, that we would know him more fully. That it is only he that can bring the peace, joy, hope, and love, and nothing else. Nothing else can do it like Jesus. Heavenly Father, we just thank you, Lord. We thank you for your son. Jesus, we thank you for your birth, your death, your resurrection your body broken, your blood shed for us that we may partake for all of eternity with you. Jesus, your birth is just a representation that you've paved the way. You were here from the beginning of time, but you chose to come. Emmanuel, God with us. So Jesus, we thank you for that. We remember your entire life this morning as we partake of these elements and we remember this divine impartation of grace that is ours. And Lord, may our eyes be open. May our eyes be open today to know you more and what you've done for us in your precious name. The Bible says, For I received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you. The Lord Jesus, on the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. We had given thanks. He broke it. He said, Take, eat. This is my body which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Let us partake. In the same manner, he also took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant 
in my blood. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Let us partake. Jesus, we worship you today. The name above every name. At that name, every knee shall bow and every tongue will confess. So Jesus, we worship you today in your precious name. Amen. Stand with me as we continue to worship. In Revelation chapter 21, it says, Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and there was no longer any sea. I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride beautifully dressed for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Look, God's dwelling place is now among the people, and he will dwell with them. They will be his people, and God himself will be with them and be their God. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain, for the old order of things has passed away. He who was seated on the throne said, I am making everything new. Then he said, write this down, for these words are trustworthy and true. He said to me, it is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. To the thirsty, I will give water without cost from the spring of the water of life. Those who are victorious will inherit all this, and I will be their God, and they will be my children. He came to make all things new. And we are his. The Alpha and the Omega. Jesus, we worship you. We honor you. We glorify your name. Thank you, Jesus, for coming for us. We love you. We praise you. We lay our whole lives down before you. Jesus, as you lay down your life, you left your throne in heaven to come to this place for us to suffer, to die. Now, we lay down our lives for you. And we give you our hearts. And we give you our worship. And our obedience and our praise. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. He's worthy, church. He's worthy. And as we worship him, he fills us up. Hallelujah. It's such a good deal. Hallelujah. I mean, you're looking for a Christmas deal. You're looking for those deals. It's the best deal in town. Deal. Worship the King of Kings who's worthy, and he will fill you up. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. All right. Well, we're going to take a few minutes to transition into the, the next part of our service. We're going to take a few minutes to greet one another. Um, during this break, um, we'll have the the buckets up here for your tithes and for your offerings. Um, also, that's where you could put your connection cards. At the back of the seat, there's a connection card. If you're a guest here, we welcome you. Um, we are honored to worship the Lord with you this morning. Um, on that connection card, you can put your email, and we will send you a welcome email that just gives you uh, access to information about who we are, um, about this body of believers. We are a church family. We've been together for 30 plus years. Um, and uh, that email will help you to just get to know us um, and connect with us. So that card can also come up into these buckets and then we'll get a hold of that. 
and then lastly is kids. We have the nursery open, ages zero to three. Littles ministry is happening this morning with Miss Jenny, ages four, five, and six. And then um, all the ages older than that, over in Kid Corner today, if you're a guest, we have bags um, with little things for kids to do during the sermon. But this morning, guys, we also have a Christmas present for the kiddos. Um, So during the break, if you're a Kid Corner kid, head on over there. I'll be there. There's, um, There's baskets, so you get to pick. You get to pick one water wow. Like, you know, and they're pre-filled because Miss Jenny is awesome. So they're all filled with water. Um, what else is back there? There's a little fidget for you, cute little peapod fidget, and a dove chocolate. So that's, I want to say it so that parents know what their child's coming back with. And um, you just take one of each. One of each. You see how I lean into my children. <laughs> um, so yeah, so let's greet one another, and then we'll come back together in about eight minutes for the word. All right, church, let's, let's find our seats. You guys are a quiet bunch today. It's not a bad thing. Quiet is good. A um, couple of announcements. Um, a couple of announcements, and then we have a fun little Christmas video that our family has been enjoying thoroughly, daily, often. So we wanted to share it with you. Um, first announcement, Christmas Eve service tonight. It starts at 6 p.m. Um, this is our favorite service of the year uh, candlelit, singing of Silent Night. Um, it's just a wonderful time. It is an hour or less, and we keep it. We try to keep it all tucked in. And then afterwards, we have refreshments. Uh, tonight, we're having coffee cake. Um, and that was my idea. Like, everyone, I have Christmas cookies at home, so many, right? Well, don't we all, we all have our Christmas cookies from the neighbors, or we like to bake them. So I, I went with coffee cake, okay? I went, this is a little bit different direction. So we're going to have some coffee cake. We're going to have a hot cocoa bar um, and, and, some, and some coffee or tea. So come tonight. Um, let's just have this beautiful service together, worshiping Jesus, and then we'll have some fellowship. That's at 6 p.m. Um, In January begins 21 days of prayer and fasting. We like to do this in January. We've talked, there's no magic about January. We've talked about moving it. Um, It's not about dry January. Like that's a thing, dry January, like out in the world where people, you know, the, the world actually like fasts alcohol or something for January. It's not about that. It's about giving God the first fruits, the first fruits of our year. And um, it's the beginning of a new year. And so we, we take a time of prayer and fasting. It begins January 1st. Did, did you realize that, New Year's Day? No pork and sauerkraut and mashed potatoes. So maybe January 2nd, you know. God's, God's not a legalist, okay? He loves you. He loves you. It can be the second, okay? It can be the third. You can freeze the leftover cookies. I mean, women are very practical. you got to think about these things. I didn't see that date. That date wouldn't run by me or else I wasn't paying attention. Okay, but it technically begins January 1st through the 21st. Prayer guides will be available. And during um, those three weeks, we are going to have worship and prayer on three consecutive Wednesdays. We don't normally do that. But we are going to have... The church is going to be open, and we will have prayer and worship on Wednesday the 3rd, Wednesday the 10th, and Wednesday the 17th at 6.30 p.m. So all that information is uh, maybe on the website, um, but would be available to you, so you don't have to worry about remembering that for Christmas. Like you can, It's just a preview of what's coming in January. And also, the Bible reading bookmarks for January are also available. So... We're celebrating Christmas, but we're also preparing for January. And also, I think Pastor Jason and I will not be here next Sunday, correct? We begin the year every year by going away for three or four days alone to do mostly nothing. <laughs> it's a lot of prayer and just quiet. You know, we don't go see the sights. We don't, oh, it's, it's just, it's lovely. But we do that as a first fruits offering to step away and say, okay, Lord, here we are for the year. And I'm thankful for my, my oldest girls who watch my younger girls, but we won't be here next week, but Pastor Andy um, is going to be um, preaching and, and doing service. So uh, yeah, let's watch this video and um, have, a, have a good laugh. Oh man, that was great, isn't it? 
My kids, they just want to watch that on repeat over and over and over. Uh, if you're interested in seeing that, we have to give credit to it. Southland Christian Church. I believe they're in Kentucky. Uh, and if you just go on YouTube and you just like, you know, search on YouTube, you know, Christmas according to kids, this is the one that'll pop up. It has like almost 7 million views. There's a bunch of others that are like it, but this is the funniest one. We've screened them all over and over and over, but this is the funniest one. So if you want to share that, um, it's just, it's, it's too funny. It's so good. It tells the story you know, based on how kids see it, which I think is just adorable. Amen. Okay, uh, I have a two, two quick scriptures here for offering this morning, um, and I just want to, I'll read them to you, and then we'll, we'll talk about just for a second, we'll get into the message today. Uh, the first one is out of James 1, 17. It says this, says, every good gift and every perfect gift is from above. All these gifts, all these things we're talking about, we're excited Christmas Eve, open up a present maybe tonight or lots of presents tomorrow. But every good gift and every perfect gift is from above. And the perfect gift of Jesus was a gift from above. Comes down from the Father of lights with whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. He doesn't change, church. God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And the gift of Jesus is as relevant today as it was at his birth over 2,000 years ago. And then in Matthew 10, 7, says this is almost like this is our response to this. Every good and perfect gift Jesus has been given to us. We receive him as a gift. And then we go and we preach saying the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out demons. Why do we do all that? Freely you have received, and so freely give. This is called the season of giving, but really, first of all, we have to recognize it's the season of receiving, and it's receiving Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior in every area of our life. Let's pray. Dear Lord, we just thank you, Father, for this year. We thank you for your birth. We thank you for the miracles that you've performed in our midst, Father God, this year. But most of all, we thank you for the miracle of Jesus coming down, fully man, fully God, to come as a baby, to live a perfect, sinless life, to go to the cross, to defeat the grave, and to pave a path for us, for all of eternity to be with you. So, Lord, we just thank you that every good and perfect gift is from you. And we praise you for it, Lord. And I pray for this message today, this morning and this evening, Lord, that you would just anoint it and bless it to be what you have for us today. In your precious name we pray. Amen. Amen. Okay, open your Bibles to Luke chapter 1. We're taking a short break from the Sermon on the Mount here for for today. We'll get back into it next Sunday. Uh, As uh, Pastor Liz said, Pastor Andy uh, we'll be preaching uh, next week on prayer, actually. And, you know, Sid does a great job at kind of pinging me a little bit to make sure that she's got a theme ahead of time so she can make a graphic. And so she had asked me months ago, probably in October, maybe sooner, uh, but she was saying, hey, you know, what is this theme for Christmas? What is this, what's on your heart? What do you want to share during this Christmas season? You know, what is this all about? And as you know, throughout the year, we've been talking about miracles. We've been talking about there was a, that God gave us the word that there'd be a summer of miracles. And we were just seeing things happen over and over, small miracles, big miracles, all types of miracles happening. And then the word in the fall was like, hey, just because summer's over doesn't mean that God's miraculous power is going to stop come September 1st because all the kids go back to school. In fact, we probably need more miracles, you know, when they're back to school of supernatural blessing and protection and all that stuff that's going on. And we just had been praying and believing God for miracles. And how many in this room, by the raise of your hand, seen God move in some miraculous way, either big or small, in 2023? Guys, look around. Just look around for a second. Come on. Don't we serve an amazing, good God? And I think we think of a miracle as being, and we're going to talk about the miracle of Jesus, but we think of this miracle as, as being so this huge thing, but God works miraculously even in the small things. 
He moves, and I would bet you that every one of you that raised your hand, I bet you there was probably six or seven other miracles that God did on your behalf that you don't even know about. Come on, church. Miracle after miracle that you don't even know about. He supernaturally moved something out of your way, and you didn't even have to realize it or encounter it. And when I wake up in this morning, when we wake up this morning, all this season of Advent, I just thank him and praise him for his miraculous, working, moving power in my life because he cares for me. And I'm telling you right now, as I'm preaching, it's not even in my notes, I know that God has done a miracle in every single one of your lives, and you don't even know that it happened. You don't even know that it happened. And so I just want to encourage us this morning to understand that God is a miracle-working God, and that he cares for you, so much so that he sent his son, the most amazing miracle of all miracles. I want to read this, this scripture out of Luke chapter 1, verse 30, starting in verse 35. It says, and the angel answered and said to her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore also that the Holy One, who is to be born, will be called the Son of of God. Now indeed Elizabeth your relative has also conceived a son in her old age. And this is now the 6th month for her who was called barren. Then verse 34, I want to park here just for a minute. For with God nothing church, for with God nothing will be impossible. For with God nothing will be impossible. The impossible things that we face in our life when we cast those things to the Lord, when he works on them, for him nothing is impossible. He is the King of kings, the Lord of lords, the God of all creation. And I don't have these up here, but the New Living Translation says this, for God can do all things. It's like, okay, I like that. Nothing is impossible, God can do all things. And then the NIV version says this, and I don't normally quote the NIV but this one, I believe, is so appropriate and so well translated for this scripture. It says, no word from God will ever fail. No word from God will ever fail. And this scripture is in context of baby Jesus and then his cousin John coming to be born. It's in, the, it's in this context of birth. Of birth is miraculous in and of itself, but this birth from the conceived from the Holy Spirit is this miraculous thing, but it was foretold over and over and over again all through the Old Testament. Can you can you just put your mind around just for a second hundreds of years prior written by different authors in different countries all over the globe, all predicted that one man would fulfill all of these scriptures. Impossible. Impossible. But God. Because no word from God will ever fail. So the words that he gave that were penned in scripture in the Old Testament all are pointing to this one event, this one person, this one miraculous thing that was going to happen, and it's Jesus coming as a baby. Not one of those words failed. Not one of those failed, which is why we can trust in the scriptures, why we can trust the word, why the word was and is before the beginning, why they say that Jesus is the word and the word became flesh because Jesus was around from the beginning. Jesus was around from the beginning. The miraculous part is that he left heaven and came to earth. Miracles. The probability of one man fulfilling all of these prophecies is impossible. It's not, it's, you can't even wrap your head around it. I'm going to read a couple of them. I'll read a few here this morning. I'm going to read a couple uh, this evening. But these are verses, and I'm not going to give you every chapter and verse, but they're in there. A lot of them are in Isaiah and other places in the Old Testament. But all these are specific things that God spoke to a prophet hundreds of years before that were going to happen when Jesus came to this earth. Like specific things. They're not like, oh, you know, someone's coming. Like, specific. And here's one of them. David's offspring will have an eternal kingdom. He's calling out the family tree, the family line 
of how Jesus is going to come and what family line he's going to come for. And then we read the one in Isaiah, which is like, okay, this one just solves all of it. This is impossible. A virgin will give birth. Okay, stop there. We don't even have to go any further. That's impossible. Only God can do that. A virgin will give birth. And it says then there's another, another prophecy. It says the Messiah will end up in Egypt. How does one know that? But God is prophesying it. And no word from God will ever fail. Why? Because with God nothing is impossible. And so all of these prophetic words, it says Christ's ministry will begin in Galilee. It says specifically he'll be betrayed for 30 pieces of silver. Come on. That happened. Come on. Like somebody wrote that hundreds of years, like the specific number. It's like, you know, some, in your bank account you will have, like to the penny, you're like, wow. I can't believe this. But this is God prophesying about his son, Jesus, that will come. And so this back to this Isaiah 7, 14. You know, this virgin will give birth and they will call him Emmanuel. They will be conceived, she'll bear a son, and his name will call Emmanuel, which is God with us. This baby being born by a virgin, impossible. But God. So miracle. So this is a miracle from heaven. So what is a miracle? I have a definition of a miracle. I didn't make this up. This was just a quick Google search. Didn't spend a lot of time on it, but I like this definition. Read this with me here. It's a surprising and welcome event. How about that? A miracle is, whoa, surprising, but it's welcome. The baby's welcome, yeah? Event that cannot be explained. You cannot explain this by natural or scientific laws, right? Gravity, a law, I jump off, I go down, right? These are things that people try to explain all the time. Well, you know, what about this? Well, what about that? What about this? And there's all these theories and laws and science. And how many of you know that over and over and over, science ends up proving the Bible correct? It just continues to happen. So I'm good with that. So keep trying, because you keep proving this, the Bible is correct. So all of that, the, the natural or scientific laws, and is therefore considered to be the work of a divine agency. Now, this was Google talking. But we know who the divine agency is. We know there is one God, one true God. And he is our king and he is our savior. And we worship him. So this miracle, this supernatural event. I love the word the supernatural. It's God's super on our natural. It's his super on top of our natural. Only God's involvement can make a miracle happen. And you all raised your hands about miracles that were happening. I've, we've told this story before, but Pastor Liz was driving on Tannery Road, I believe is the story, in the midst of a snowstorm, and it's not snowing out there today. I know some people are a little sad about no snow on Christmas. Quite honestly, I'm just, I'm just happy to have church services on Christmas Eve. You're lucky we don't have five church services today. I'm still reeling from last year's cancellation. Still struggling. Until tonight is over, church, I will be talking about Last Christmas Eve. Okay, we're going to get through that. Anyway, but the snowstorm is happening, and she's in the car in a minivan with a bunch of the kids. She's driving to a friend's house, and the, and the car just begins to slide all over the road. This way, backwards, going off into a ditch. And the words that were used were what? Jesus. Jesus. And the miraculous working power of God, of our Lord and Savior, of Jesus, stop that car immediately. I mean, there's no scientific or, ne- like, wait a second. So, the lo- so maybe you probably, like, you know, maybe some gravel snuck underneath your, you know, your tires and begin to make it, or maybe it's, you know, the anti-lock braking systems are really advanced now, and maybe it was that that really began to stop. No! It was nothing, only God. Everything else impossible, that's a miracle from heaven, a divine intervention from the Lord. And this birth, this baby, is this divine intervention. It's God's perfect plan established from the beginning of time. Established from the beginning. He knew what was going to happen. He knew Adam Adam and Eve were going to sin. He knew the whole story, and the whole story of redemption was built from the very beginning. Because Jesus was here. Jesus was there from the very beginning. And so this whole plan of redemption over and over and over was all about God 
sending to earth his son for us. So the miracle of Christmas, here's what I want us to get this morning. The miracle of Christmas paves the way for more miracles. Right? You all just raised your hand in here saying that God did a miraculous work in your life in 2023. You all raised your hand. Well, the only reason why you raised your hand is because God in his miraculous power from the very beginning and then sending Jesus and his death and his resurrection on, the, on defeating the grave, all of that paves the way for additional miracles in our lives. And that's what I'm so thankful for this Christmas is that not only that Jesus came, but then he came and he opened up the door for the miraculous in every area of my life. You know, when the birth of a baby, when there's a birth of a baby, there's new life coming into a family. And what Jesus, how many of you know there's, benef- there's benefits of being in a family? My kids have benefits from being in our family. But Jesus' birth paved the way so that you and I can be part of God's family. His birth on this earth from a virgin paved the way, a sinless life paved the way so that all of us sitting in here, everyone watching online, everyone listening to this message can be part of God's family. It's a gift that he gave us, but it's a choice that we have to make. Ultimately, it's a choice that we have to make. In fact, every gift that's given to you, whenever it's given, it's a choice you have to make. You don't have to receive the gift. Somebody could give you, you know, sometimes the best ones are in a small package. Maybe somebody brings you a gift. A random person in the middle of nowhere gives you, you're like, "Mm mm-mm, I don't know what's in there. But God has presented a gift to us. Through his son, through Jesus, through his resurrection, through his life, a gift for us to receive. And this gift has benefits. It's like, you know, how many of you know, like, when there's a gift and you know or you think you know what's in there? As a kid, how many of you rip that paper off a little bit faster? Right? Because you're just like the anticipation. Like, I know what this is. This is that Matchbox car I've been waiting for. This, I'm just taking my own personal life, okay? Or the G.I. Joe character. I'm, I'm, I'm dating myself here a little bit. But it was, or the new Nintendo maybe that, you know? You're like, I know what this is. I know what this is. And you just, you see kids do this on Christmas morning, Right? They start ripping this gift open as fast as they're throwing paper. It looks like something's blowing up inside the room. But shouldn't we also be that excited to see what God's gift is to us? This gift of Jesus, and he paves the way for the miraculous. I want to I tear those gifts open. I want every one of those gifts. I don't want to leave any of them underneath the Christmas tree. Like, eh, you know, I got enough gifts. I don't want that one, even though my name's on it. I want all the gifts. All the gifts. Don't we like getting gifts? I love the gifts. So this Jesus coming to earth provides this, paves this way for us to be a part of God's family. And it comes, it's, a, it's family with benefits. Miraculous benefits. Like what? We get to live with God forever for all of eternity. Come on. Can I get an amen? Can we get a shout of praise God for that? Man, we get to live for eternity no matter what happens on this earth. And then there's pain and there's challenges and suffering and all these things on this earth. But we get to be with him forever in eternity. Like that's a happy dance move right there. Right? I feel like a happy dance on that one. Come on. We get to do that? We get to be with, with him forever when we receive the gift of Jesus? We say, Jesus, I receive you. The gift that you have given, I receive that. But then in John 10, 10, it says this. It says, the thief does not come except to steal and to kill and destroy. But then Jesus says, I have come that you may have life and have it more abundantly. That means there's benefits on this earth. It doesn't mean like, I just got to get to heaven. I can't wait till I get to heaven. Like if that's how we all were acting each and every day, I get it, sometimes life can be difficult. But what Jesus is speaking of here, what the miraculous birth did is it paved the way for us to live a supernatural, miraculous, abundant life on this earth. While we're waiting for eternity to start for us. In fact, it's already started. Eternity has already started. We're in it. We just happen to be here on this earth right now. We're already in it. So it paves the way for salvation, redemption, restoration. It paves the way for all of these things. And so now I got four of these 
four things that Jesus paved the way for, miraculous things. And I want to look at these four things. And it's interesting that every one of them was prophetically prophesied before Jesus was born. Every one of them. And it's the four main words that we use and we, we talk about at Advent season of the four weeks leading up to Advent. These are four things that are miraculously ours and able to be just supernaturally given beyond our understanding, beyond our abilities, beyond any natural or scientific law, beyond all of it, Jesus paves the way for these things for our life. How many want to know what they are? How about, yeah, let's go. What are they? Let's go. Number one is going to be hope. Hope. Yeah, not a new car. Everyone's like, man, is it going to be a new car? Is it a million bucks? What is it? What did Jesus pave the way for? He paved the way for hope. Listen to this, and I don't have the scripture, but I'll read it. Isaiah 25, verse starting in verse 8 says, He will swallow up death forever. He will swallow up death forever, and the Lord God will wipe away tears from all the faces. The rebuke of his people he will take away from all the earth, for the Lord has spoken. Jesus provides an ability, and it's even prophesied before he came, for us to have hope in this earth, on this earth, in this life. He paved the way for hope. The next one, peace. Mm. Come on, church. Can we live with a little bit of hope, and can we live with a little bit of peace? Even this afternoon, we got a service in the morning, we got a service in the evening. How could they schedule two on Sunday? I got presents to wrap. How am I going to get back here tonight? I got all these things to do. You want me to be at church for four hours on Sunday, Christmas Eve? Yeah, because guess what? God made a way for peace. And it doesn't mean that it doesn't mean you don't have a lot to do. Like, oh, wow, my whole to-do list is completely done, and now I have peace. I've tried to live like that for a long time. A long time. I mean, ask my family. Oof. And I never would have peace because the to-do list never ends. And all the moms said, amen. Right? It's never ending. You don't get through the list. The laundry starts again. Dinner comes again. All the things come. The to-do list never ends. So how can you have peace? It can't be by the natural way. It can't be by me searching for something in this world to grab a hold of, to get a hold of, like, I could just have peace if I could just get, you know, the right couch with the right cup of tea with the right ottoman. I'm going to try to balance on the edge of the steps. Everyone's getting nervous. Right? Then, then I'll just have that peace. No, no, no. Only Jesus can bring the supernatural, miraculous peace, and we have to receive that gift from him. We have to let it all go and say, Jesus, I receive your peace. Look, Isaiah verse, chapter 9, verse 6 says this. Again, a prophecy about Jesus before he even came. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders. His name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. The prince of it. Like, I got this. I'm the ruler of this thing. I have the peace, says Jesus. The world doesn't have it. You can't find it out there. Jesus has the peace. We have to invite him into our lives for the peace. And then verse 7 says, Of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. There's no end of the peace available for us, no matter the circumstance, no matter the situation, no matter which family party you got to get together tonight with and you're not looking forward to. Whatever it is in your life that's stirring and spinning around right now, invite Jesus into that specific situation and let him provide the peace that passes all understanding. There's no, sign, there's no massage, no shot of whiskey, nothing is going to do it. Except Jesus. Now, that was my temporarily help. But the true peace, true peace can only come from him. Third one, joy. Come on. Joy. Joy to the world. The Lord has come. Let earth receive the king. Receive. We sing it all the time. We just sing. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. But what are we doing? We're saying, hey, earth. Hey, Jason. 
Can we receive the joy that is from him today? That can only come from him. Not the new iPhone. The new iPhone 15 is nothing but unjoy. The camera doesn't even work right. Literally. Look it up. It's horrible. Right? So it's like, I can't get joy from the new iPhone. I can't get joy from TikTok. I can't get joy from Instagram. I can only get joy from Jesus and Jesus alone. And how do I know it? Because it was prophesied and he came to fulfill all of those prophecies. Because with God, no word will ever fail. So if he said it, it happened and we can receive it as a gift. Joy, Isaiah 61 says this. Verse 3, to console those who mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for ashes, and oil for joy for mourning, and a garment of praise for a spirit of heaviness. And what God is saying and what's being prophesied is that no matter your circumstance, no matter your situation, and the holidays are specifically difficult for people because of lost loved ones, of broken relationships, a very, very difficult time. And we have to sit here and say, Lord, I need you in this situation. I need your joy. I can't create it. I can't make it up. I can't drink my way to it. I can't read my way to it. I can't Netflix my way to it. I can't. I need you, Jesus, for you are true joy, even in the midst of difficult situations. Then the fourth one is love. Hope, peace, joy, and love. I want us all to walk away with a sense of these four things that Jesus came to pave the way for us. In Isaiah 53, it says this. Gracie, if you want to come up. He was despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. As we hid, as it were, our faces from him, he was despised, and we did not esteem him. Surely he has borne our griefs, carried our sorrows, yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. You talk about love? To lay down one's life for somebody? That's what Jesus did for us. He bore our griefs. He carried our sorrows. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him. And by his stripes we are healed. Bow your heads with me this morning. Oh, Jesus, we thank you. Jesus, we thank you that you are our peace, our joy, our hope, our love. We thank you, Jesus, for coming with a miraculous birth to pave the way for miraculous working in our lives. We thank you, Jesus. With everyone's head bowed and eyes still closed, you say, well, what do I do about this message, Pastor Jason? What am I supposed to do with this? John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave, he gave as a gift, his only begotten Son, That whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God did not send his son into this world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. If you're here this morning, and you have made every attempt in 2023 to find any way to get these things other than Jesus, you're not alone. I'm with you. And we try and our flesh tries to find hope and peace and joy and love in any way possible. But this morning I want us to know that there is only one way for those things to supernaturally manifest in our life. There is only one way and it is Jesus. So with everyone's head bowed this morning, and eyes closed, if you say, Pastor Jason, on either account, whether I've never, maybe you've never received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, and God is just moving on your heart this morning, 
Or maybe you just need to invite Jesus back into your life, into every area of your life. Just slip your hand up this morning. Say, Jesus, I just want you in every area of my life to bring the peace, the joy, the hope, and the love that I need. I'm not going to ask you to come up front. I see your hand. I see your hand. Oh, praise the Lord. I see your hand. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus, you see our hands raised. We, you see that we want today more of you in our lives. Jesus, we invite you into our life. We, have con- we confess this morning that we have tried it on our own and we're done trying and we need you. We receive you, Jesus. We receive the gift that you give. Lord, we receive today the joy, the hope, the love and the peace that only you can bring. Jesus, we invite you in and we thank you for your birth, your life, your sacrifice on the cross. And we give you all the honor and the praise and the glory today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. We have some group leaders <clears throat> that are going to be up at the front. If, you, if you've prayed that prayer for the first time, if you've never made Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior, I would encourage you to take five minutes and come up front and speak to somebody who's up here and let them know that this was the first time you did that. If you need prayer for anything else in your life, maybe it's healing, just prayer for agreement, they'll be up here and they will pray with you. And I want to read this benediction this, <clears throat> this morning as we close. Out of Luke chapter 1, it's the very next verse after where we stop, where nothing is impossible with God. And it's Luke 1.38, and I want us to leave with this being kind of our anthem cry for however long God, God does this for us. It says this, And then Mary said, Behold the maidservant of the Lord, let it be unto me according to your word. Church, let it be unto you according to the word, to the scriptures that we read, the peace, the hope, the joy, the love. Be it unto every one of us according to your word, Lord. Lord, we give you all the honor and the praise and the glory. Jesus, we worship you. We adore you. And Father, bless us as we go from this place. Bring us back safely tonight for the Christmas Eve service, Lord. And let us experience what can only be experienced through you. In your precious name we pray. Amen and amen. Love you guys. We'll see you at 6 o'clock tonight.